the Dodgers and the White Sox as the Dodgers seek 10 straight wins on Greek Heritage Night at Guaranteed Rate Field. Cody Bellinger, by the way, is of Greek ancestry. He also can hit a baseball very well. Here's a swing and a shot off the metal. That's a base hit. Around third, Taylor coming home. The runner at first is now at third base. And Bellinger puts the Dodgers ahead 1-0. Beat the shift. Yes, he did. There's Kevin Smith swinging a ground ball up the middle, sliding. Seeger to second for one on the first. They turn it. That's one heck of a play by the shortstop, friends. The 0-1. Swinging a bouncing ball third. Turner has this. Chris Strait throws the first. And that'll do it. Red Sox waste an opportunity of runners at first and third. And the pitch to Grandel struck him out swinging. We've seen a lot of that lately, that slam of the bat at home plate. We have indeed. Yeah. One out, base is loaded. And the pitch is swinging, a bouncing ball up the middle, could be two. Saladino has a tag, second throws to first. How about that one? Bouncing right over the bag. Tyler caught it, stepped on the bag, braced, threw across. 4-3 inning, any double play. That'll work. 3-2 pitch on the way. Drive to right field, going over, coming in, diving. Puig makes the diving catch toward the right field line, robbing Cabrera of a base hit. It was a misread at first. He broke back there, and then his closing speed, that's one heck of a play. The Dodgers continue their astonishing run. They take it 1-0 for a 10th straight win, becoming the first team since the 1977 Royals with a stretch of 30 wins in 34 games. The White Sox endured a 1-0 loss to the white-hot L.A. Dodgers on Tuesday, but the major news for the Pale Holes came off the field as they executed a trade with the New York Yankees. For more on that multiplayer deal, here is White Sox general manager Rick Hahn. This deal is a little bit different from the other ones we've done, but it accomplishes the same goal that we set out from the start, and that is to add as much potential impact talent to this organization. Uh, Blake Rutherford, who headlines this deal, uh, we view him as a sil similar caliber player to some of the position players that now head up our top prospect lists, a potential impact bat, left-handed hitter, uh, who has a chance to stay in center field and provide us not only with a, a quality at bat, but also uh, quality defense. Uh, over the last few weeks, we've spent a considerable amount of time surveying the market for each of these players individually and decided that the more prudent path to acquiring more talent similar to what we have uh, over the last several months, the, you know, the best path to acquiring the highest impact, potential impact talent, would be to bundle these players together. So I know it's uh, uh, perhaps a little surprising, uh, especially given what we had done over the last several months in terms of these individual trades, to see three players of the caliber of uh, Todd Frazier, Tommy Canley, and David Robertson all in the same deal. But in order to uh, get the caliber of return that helps continue the process that we've started here over the last several months, we felt this was the most prudent path to getting the most impactful talent in the organization. Uh, Ian Clarkin, uh, left-handed pitcher who is in Tampa right now, obviously a former uh, sandwich pick has had some injury troubles along the way, but it, hopefully those are behind him. At age 22, he is having success in the Florida State League. Uh, has command of three pitches, knows how to locate, and uh, is an interesting guy with some upside that I look forward to having in the organization, working with our coaches. Tito Polo, center fielder who's gotten off to a torrid start in center field, uh, can run a little bit and, and swing it. Uh, and Tyler Clippert obviously helps fills a void created in our bullpen here today, uh, a veteran presence and, and someone who can 
help with some of the innings that have been vacated. So with that, any questions? What does this mean for uh, some of your prospects at the Meyer Leagues? It's a good question. I suppose I buried the lead when I failed to mention in this that Yon Moncada will be in uniform tomorrow. Uh, Brad Goldberg will also be joining him up from Charlotte. So I'll give you 25 seconds to tweet that out. <laughs> Make sure the person who did it first gets all the credit. <laughs> We've been talking to the Yankees for a long time. We've been talking to the Yankees for a long time uh, on various, on different players, on different permutations. Uh, I would say uh, the notion of bundling the players together uh, took shape. Uh, frankly, I'm not quite sure what day it is today. Let's say three days ago, over the weekend or so, in the last couple of days, and we started focusing on uh, on the specific return here uh, this afternoon. So it, it, once we got comfortable with the idea of the, of the bundling and we knew we'd be able to get access to a player like Rutherford to headline such a deal. Things started coming together a little more quickly this afternoon. Supposedly there was competition for the players that you traded tonight. Can you confirm that with other teams? We had a lot of conversations with a lot of different clubs. Uh, we had conversations uh, about these players individually, uh, individually involving cash uh, as well as an incentive and uh, even a couple of similar type bundle situations with various clubs throughout the league. In the end, putting all three of them in the same deal wound up netting us the most impactful result, which is what we decided to do. Instead of doing individual deals that might have added a little bit of lower level depth at various places in the organization or in our, in our prospect list, so to speak, we decided to uh, do what we could to secure the most uh, potential impact talent. Back to, uh, back to uh, bearing the lead, uh, will Moncada play every day, you think? or The manager will be here after this, but yeah, we're not bringing him here to sit. We're bringing him here to, to continue the development that needs to take place in Chicago. He still has some work to do. He's obviously still very young, uh, but we feel that he's ready for that next challenge that comes at the big league level. And again, there's going to there's gonna be growing pains here. We're not, he's not a finished product. I don't suspect any of these players, as they make their debut here in the coming months and years, uh, despite how highly anticipated they may be, there's still going to be an element of development that's going to happen in Chicago. And the thought is that uh, it's time for Yon to, to get that opportunity to take that next step. The Pale Holes try to bounce back on Wednesday behind Carlos Rodon. He'll be opposed by Kenta Maeda.